Welcome to another edition of Dentalpreneur Secrets, where we help you build an amazing life of significance so you can take care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, and really make that difference in the world today. But to do that, and to do that well, you need the right team of people. And that's why I'm so excited to welcome Laura Phillips to the show from Phillips Accountancy. And, and by the time we finish today, you're going to know how to really find the right team members. You're going to have the who and the how of you know, the, the people who you really want on your financial team, but most importantly of all, you're going to feel confident. You're going to know that you're not alone in the world. You don't have to take this journey by yourself. And like I mentioned, so excited. We've got Laura Phillips from Phillips Accountancy on, on the, the line with us, and she is a lifetime accountant. She's been doing this her entire life. She spent over 14 years working with dentists just like you. But what I really like about her, she's also a proud dog mom. I'm a proud dog dad and, and love dog parents. So Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tim. I really appreciate it. Yeah, super, super excited to, to talk with you today. And such an important topic, right? The importance of team. We're going to come back to that in a second here. But, but tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in this industry? And, and specifically, right, with, with this. This is, you know, pretty specific stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thankful, like you said, I'm a lifetime accountant. I, per my mom's direction, <laughs> went straight into an accounting class for after high school and kind of ran with it. It's always just been something I'm very passionate about. So I've been doing this for a long time, longer than I'm comfortable saying at this point. Um, but shortly, you know, about two or three years into my career, I just stumbled into a job that started working with dentists and really saw the need. Um, you have very, very, very intelligent people who were not trained how to run a business. Um, so that's just been something that on top of liking doing accounting, I just really, really enjoy helping the medical profession. Wow. So, you know, in high school, I, I ended up in an accounting class too, but I didn't run with it. I ran from it because <laughs> this stuff is hard, but right. You, you're, you're so correct, right? Dentist. I always like to joke, you're really good with numbers as long as it's one to 32, anything yeah. beyond that, it starts getting a little fuzzy. And so, you know, what an exciting thing for you to, to be involved in. And, you know, you just, you know, right now we're in such an interesting time, such an interesting world. And, and just what's kind of the sense of the industry that, that you get right now, right? Well, you know, you're, you're talking to dentists every single day. What's just the, the sense of what they're going through? What are you hearing from people as you're talking to them? Yeah, well, thankfully, you know, the, in their industry, things have calmed down a little, um, but there's still, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. They're, they're working very hard, um, trying to keep things um, as doing all their PPE, um, PPE that they need to do and keeping their offices running as well as possible. But at the same time, they've, some of them have seen some hits, you know, when it comes to getting patients in the office, having um, now that we're on possibly another shutdown of, you know, other people, you know, having an issue with cancellation. So, it's just trying to kind of finish the year and get into 2021 as quickly as we can um, and move forward. But, the, you know, they're working hard, but at the same time, there's still some struggles. Are, are you seeing a lot of kind of planning going on right now or are people just trying to rush through the finish line? Like, like really what's happening with, with you know, you and you and some of your clients? What are the conversations you're, you're having as you come to the end of the year right now? Yeah, it's definitely not a normal year when it comes to planning. Um, I'd say it's more kind of just navigating through everything. You know, we have the whole PPP situation where the IRS is saying one thing, Congress is saying another, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. So because of that, our typical, you know, phone calls that we would have with someone, we're having to give two sets of numbers. This is, 
you know, how this will be this way, this will help, this will be this way. So there's just a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, like I said, just reacting. Something comes in front of us, we have to move quickly. A grant opens up, we have to move quickly. And so you're not having that same, like it's, it's the end of the year, run your check, make your purchases that you would have in a different year. So, right, lots of uncertainty and right, lots of lots of things that we just don't know how they're going to end up. And I love that you're kind of doing those contingency plans, right? You're saying, here's one set, here's one, you know, here's the other, and at least you'll be prepared. And, you know, that kind of starts bringing us into the, the theme that we really want to talk about today that, that I think is so important that, that you brought out. And that's, you know, building a financial team, because, you know, you may be doing a lot of the accounting, but that's not the only team member that most dentists have. And so, you know, as, as you an accountant, you know, in dental, you know, you think about team, who are really the, the team members that are important for a dentist to have? Yeah, for, so from the financial side, like you said, of course, accounting is our specialty, but having on that side, the financial planner, you know, a, a, a lender that you work with that works in the dental field, an attorney that works in the dental field, um, these are all people that really need to understand the whole scope of what's going on and having them have that specific knowledge is really kind of priceless. Okay, so so you want that that dental attorney, you want the 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 dental lender, you want the you know dental accountant, dental financial advisor, right? And, and why is that so important, right? Because because I know so often we may think you know I, I've got my buddy who's been doing my you know accounting for years, or you know I, you know I know the guy at the the bank and I golf with him all the time. Why is industry specific? Why does that matter so much? Well, I mean. I hate to say that someone who isn't in the industry can't do it and, and, and maybe it's going fine, but the, the nuances, the actual specifics, they're, they're just not going to know. They're not going to know um, what piece of equipment's working well for people. They're not going to know like for an attorney, how the allocation should work if you buy or sell a practice. And then that attorney is working directly with your accountant to make sure that you're prepared on a tax standpoint, you know, all those pieces kind of need to work together. And also, you know, for example, us right now, we're talking to so many dentists at the end of the year. We see how the practices are going. I can, you know, we can give them insight of you're not alone. Other people are struggling or this is what's working for other people. And if you're not working with someone who works in that field, they just might not have that extra layer of knowledge that's only going to benefit you. No, very, very true. And, you know, when, when it comes to team, you know, I, I think so often, you know, the, the experience that many people are, are used to, it's like, oh, hey, I need a banker. And the other professional goes, great, I'll give you the number of someone to call. Or, you know, I need an attorney. And once again, it's just, a, right, it's a referral, not coordination. And so well, what's kind of the difference in your mind between, you know, just referring something out to someone that's on your team versus that team collaboration? And how can that help save some doctors time, money, energy, and effort in really pushing forward the most important goals? Well, I mean, so it still might, in my opinion, it still might be referral-based, but if it's, oh, excuse me, if it's referral-based um, based on people who are already in the industry, they're going to keep you in that team. So for example, we have people we work with, but having that not just, you know, flipping through the phone book and referring someone, but someone that they're working with, for example, um, you know, we have some, like I said, with the buying practice, we might talk directly with the, with the lawyer. If you need to get a loan, the lenders, we have a relationship with them. They're going to reach out directly to us. If you have a question about something on your return, there's that communication that's going on on your behalf all the time. And often you don't even need to be involved in it. Everyone's just kind of working for you. 
to get you the best outcome as the dentist. So you can focus on what you need to focus on. Yeah, right. And I think that's such an important distinction. And I know I, I've certainly seen it in terms of, you know, with my wife's practice, my wife's a dentist, and, and we were going through, you know, some things several years ago and just right, wanted to get a value of practice so that we, you know, we knew where we stood. And, you know, we at that time, you know, years ago, didn't have the right team in place and we were running back and forth and the practice broker would say, well, what does this mean on the financials? We're like, well, we don't know. And we had to run to the CPA. We're like, what does this mean? And they're like, that's what it means. And then we're running back to the practice broker as opposed to, you know, just putting the people in contact who, you know, talk the same language so that they can come back and give us the answer. So, so that team coordination, I think is so so important. And, you know, even, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording the show, just in terms of some of the refinancing that's been going on and, you know, some of the pros of having a good team and sometimes what happens when you don't have the best of team. What have you seen there in terms of kind of the speed of getting some of these loans and being able to refinance? Yeah. So obviously, you know, equipment loans may not be as big of a deal right now, but you don't realize that your home refinance also you need to make sure that things are going well in your practice. And the first thing they're going to ask for is a financial statement. And if you don't have a proper financial statement, proper show how your year is going, you're going to have a problem. So, you know, we have some clients that we work with throughout the year. And so, you know, their lender calls, they say they need this, no problem. Get it straight to them, accurate numbers. And then we have other people who, you know, I recently had someone who's in a panic and you know, they may fall out of, you know, their whole process because, you know, they can't get what they need. And, and that's so frustrating for them, of course, but at the same time, the forethought, <laughs> making sure that you have these things ready for you. So when that interest rates, interest rate drops lower than it ever has been, you can take advantage of it. Excellent. Very, very good. And, you know, just in terms of starting to, to build that team, right? We talked about some of the members, but you know, how do you start kind of looking at your team members and figuring out, are they, are they the right people? Do, do I have good professionals or, or are my professionals not so good? How do you start sorting through that and figuring that out? Well, for me, I'm very trust-based. So, you know, I've had a situation where I've talked to someone and said, you know, what about, you know, have you talked to your financial planner recently? Because obviously I can tell you the tax implications, but the small details about those plans. And you talk to that particular professional and, and they might say, you know, oh, well, just don't feel comfortable with them. Or last time they didn't feel like they answered my call and they shouldn't be on your team. You know, you need to make sure that you're feeling that they are working for you. Of course, everyone deals with multiple clients. We can't, you know, be on call all the time. But at the same time, if you don't feel like you have a healthy working relationship, just like if you had a staff member that you didn't feel comfortable walking up to talk to, you should feel that way. Um, about your team. They should be cohesive, working together, working for you, and you should be able that you can talk to them. All right. So, so if, if you kind of have that gut feeling of, man, I, don't, I really don't want to call that person, or I really don't want to talk to them, that might be a sign that you may want to look for another team member then. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, make sure that, yeah, just make sure you have that comfort level. So that way, because if you have that communication built, then that's when you're not going to be as reactionary. You know, you're going to be in contact with them constantly. I know our firm's kind of built that, that way. We we do want to talk to our clients throughout the year. I, I really don't want to just see you once a year because at that point, there's nothing we can do. And so making sure that you're building those relationships to me is kind of the core of making sure that you're successful. Okay. So, so comfortability matters. Now, right, if you're missing some team members, right, you mentioned that attorney, the, the mm -hmm. lender, the financial advisor. 
should we be getting on the internet and doing searches and trying to find these people or should we maybe be leaning on some of the team members that we trust to really build those things out? Yeah, referral base. I mean, hopefully that person that you're already working with knows you. So if they know you, you know, they should be able to find you the right fit to continue, you know, whatever journey that you're on. So, you know, the internet can be great. Yelp, sure. <laughs> um, but referral base is definitely going to find the better fit for you. The internet doesn't know you. Okay, excellent. So, you know, when it comes to just kind of accounting in general, right, once again, you know, you're, you're an expert, you work with a lot of doctors, top doctors out there. You know, what are some mistakes that, that you've seen people making when they first come on board with you, right? What are some of those accounting mistakes or, 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 or right, if you could really kind of serve people and say, man, just don't do that anymore, right? What are the things that, that, that you really start helping people clean up when they come to you as new clients? Yeah, so for us, there's a couple of things. One would definitely be um, if they've come from an accounting firm that maybe isn't um, dental-based. I've seen multiple times where the previous firm didn't know how to deal with the equipment, didn't take the, the, the different pieces of equipment, realize what they were, take the right depreciation benefit on them. The other thing that happens all the time is that we'll find where they haven't cleaned up, this is going to be technical, but they haven't cleaned up their asset list. And what the client doesn't realize is they're paying property tax on that every single year. And the accountant didn't realize, hey, if they got a whole, you know, new set of computers or hand pieces or whatever it might be, they probably got rid of the old ones. And so simple things like that, but at the same time, every dollar should stay with the dentist that can stay with the dentist. It doesn't need to be being paid out. So that's definitely a big thing. And then internally, honestly, it's, it's QuickBooks. <laughs> Um, QuickBooks is such a tool, but um, it can be such a problem if people aren't using it properly. And, you know, they think that they've just printed a profit and loss and they hand it over and it can just really not be an accurate idea of what their firm is or what their practice is actually doing. Wow. So, so how often do you see the, the doctor setting up their own set of QuickBooks and, and trying to just do the bookkeeping by themselves? Is, is that pretty common? I would say that's probably the most common at this point. Um, Thankfully, a lot of you know, these young dentists are very tech savvy. QuickBooks says, you know, you can do it yourself. They want to be hands-on, which I so, so appreciate. They want to know where their money's going. I mean, that's, that's a great thing for a business owner. Um, but they realize that, they don't realize that maybe by doing improper accounting, they're actually not seeing where their money is going. Mm-hmm. You know, they might, big, big thing we see is someone will call at the end of the year and say, well, I only took $10,000 from my company all year. I only have $10,000 of income. And then we have to explain to them, no, that's not how it works. You know, most likely they're an S corporation. They're going to be taxed on their net income. So if they made $80,000, they're taxed on $80,000. And so they think that they're hands-on and they can be hands-on. They can understand what's going on, but they need that guidance. They need to make sure that it's kept accurate throughout the year. Well, right. And I think there's a way, like you said, to, to be hands-on, to be involved in your practice, but not necessarily be the one who's entering the transactions, being the one categorizing the transactions and, and being responsible for actually doing the, the data entry. And, and I would argue, and you probably would too, that takes away from chair time in, in serving patients. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's either taking away two sets of time. It's taking away, yeah, your actual production which should be the focus of a new dentist. I mean, that really should be. 
Or if for some reason they're saying, you know, I'm still open regular hours, then they're spending their weekends and their nights on it. And honestly, they shouldn't be doing that either. It's kind of, at some point you'll, you will get burnout. So, you know, instead the recommendation is have, you know, have someone on site, maybe pay your bills, you know, have your accountant clean it up and then speak to your accountant regularly, you know, go over the numbers still, by all means, talk about where you are, talk about your goals and, you know, that's wonderful, but you don't need to be the person, like you said, entering the checks in the checkbook. So right, common mistake, right, is trying to trying to do that piece yourself. It, it's you know, not having the the right team members who are who are dental specific. What are some other kind of common mistakes that you see people making? Um, well, you know, that's definitely a big one, and and I think the other one is kind of what we talked about is being once again, um, excuse me, reactionary. You know, so if you let's say we've we've solved the QuickBooks problem and you have these accurate numbers. Well, now you need to be making sure that you're looking at them and you're tax planning because that's how you're going to make sure that you're saving money. Um, and then by tax planning or looking at your financial with your whole team, you're focused not only on tax planning, which is very important, but also your other goals, right? I always like to ask someone, you know, what are your retirement goals? Are you looking to buy a home soon? You know, what are the other things you want to have with your life? And then, you know, myself, communicating that with the other members of your, the dentist team to make sure that we're all kind of working through that together. If you're just too focused on saving every dollar, you can easily miss out on other opportunities. And that's something I've seen all the time. We want to save all the taxes. Two years later, they go to buy a home. Bank says, you made no money. And we realize that we weren't hitting the right goal based on what they were going for. So it's looking at the whole picture, everyone working together makes a difference. Wow, I, I love that, right? Being proactive and looking at the whole picture so that you can actually achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. Because like you just mentioned in that, in that great example, right? If, if your goal was simply to reduce taxes and, and show as little of income as possible, well, that can hurt you if your goal is to acquire a house. So, so you gotta look at these things holistically. And I think that's one of the, the key things you wanna look for in the professionals and your team members. Are they looking at the, the big picture for you? Absolutely. And, and so, you know, big picture stuff now, kind of come back to that a little, you know, the, the bigger picture of the economy right now, so much uncertainty, socially, politically, economically. And, you know, we got a lot of updates going on in terms of some tax planning as it relates to COVID and the, the Paycheck Protection Program. You know, can you give us just a little update on, on what's going on there? and What are you seeing? Yeah, so, you know, the Paycheck Protection Program is definitely the most complicated thing we're dealing with. Um, there's been a lot of back and forth. Uh, the most recent couple of weeks ago, the IRS kind of doubled down and said, you know, whatever money you, you, you excuse me, whatever expense that you purchased with the PPP money, that expense is no longer deductible. And of course, it doesn't work. You know, we've talked about this a lot. Of course, that does not work for businesses. It, you know, it would be devastating for the dental community, but the other communities are not open restaurants, personal services, it's awful. So as of last Thursday, um, a letter was written and sent to Congress um, saying basically, you know, you have, you have to, you have to correct this. So, and I have, I actually have the the little quote because I thought it was interesting, but they said that we ask that you bring that same spirit of urgency and cooperation before the end of this session to prevent an avoidable catastrophe for millions of small businesses. So there's a push and over 560 different business 
says, sign this. So hopefully before the end of the year, even we will have answers, but this has just been a huge issue. And then the other thing I just want to mention, because I've been getting a lot of questions about it. For some reason there was some confusion that people think they have to apply for forgiveness by December 31st. That is absolutely not correct. And um, you have basically most likely till mid-summer 2021 to apply for forgiveness. You had 24 weeks to use the money and then you have 10 months to apply for forgiveness. So um, I know that people are kind of worried about that and don't, doesn't have to be on your plate. You have a little time still. You know, we don't have to worry about that quite yet. Well, that, that, that's certainly some good news. We got a little more time, but right. How hard does that make planning when we don't even know what the rules are? It, it's, you know, I, I've been doing this for a while. Obviously other people have been doing it longer. I, I personally have never seen something like this. You know, there's always been, especially the past few years, laws change regularly. This is, you know, people receive that money, that money is gone. And now, you know, to possibly re have to pay in tens of thousands of dollars, if not more, just, it won't work. Wow. It won't work. Wow. Absolutely crazy. So Laura, hey, thank you for just sharing so generously with us and talking about, you know, the mistakes you see people make and, and how to build your team. Any closing thoughts for us or, or last little bits of advice? No, just, you know, just definitely sit there and evaluate kind of who you have working for you. Make sure that you feel comfortable with that. We're headed into a new year. Make sure that, you know, when you sit down for your tax appointment that you've, that you're prepared for it already. Excellent. Well, how can people connect with you? How can we find you if they have some questions, right? If, if they want to do that assessment of their team, how can we get a hold of you? Yeah, so the most um, information is going to be on our website, which is www.phillips with two L's dash corp.com, or they can always give us a call. Um, our phone number is 714-667-2311. Excellent. Well, hey, Laura, thank you again for, for sharing with us, for, for giving us some confidence because, you know, so often we do feel like we're alone. And if you're listening to this, maybe you felt alone so often, but the best way for, for you to kind of get out there to continue to make progress, to build that amazing life of significance is to realize you're not alone there. There's professional, there's, there's others out there who want to help you go further than you could ever go on your own. So, so I want to encourage you, if you're not sure that you've got your, the right team in place, pick up the phone, give Laura a call. She's certainly willing to, to help you out and, and talk to you some and, and, and do that assessment of your team. Or if you're just not sure if you're getting the, the best advice as it relates to some of the, the Paycheck Protection Program, COVID, other things that are going on, pick up the phone, reach out, and that's going to help you build that amazing life of significance and do a quick run with less effort than ever before. Once again, thanks for tuning in for Dentalpreneur Secrets. I'm Tim McNeely. Now get out there and make it a great day. Thanks.